Hello again and welcome back to Daily Devotions with North Clay Baptist Church. My name is Pastor Drew and we're continuing in our one-year Bible reading plan today by looking at Jeremiah chapters 9 through 12. Now, uh, just as a reminder, the primary gospel themes that we see in the book of Jeremiah are that sin must be dealt with because of God's holiness. That even in judgment, God provides an opportunity for repentance. And that God will ultimately provide salvation for his people. And as we work through today's reading, we see in chapter 9, Jeremiah continuing to grieve over the state of his people. He recognizes that the people have continually gone from bad to worse. And as verse 3 tells us, they proceed from evil to evil and they do not know me, declares Yahweh. Jeremiah sees the ever-growing sin of his people and proclaims the bitter judgment that awaits them. In chapter 10, Jeremiah compares the idols of the nations with the one true and living God. We've already seen uh, in the Psalms, as well as in Isaiah, the utter folly of worshiping idols, the sheer stupidity of worshiping something that you have made with your own hands. Uh, as Jeremiah states, beaten silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Euphaz. They are the work of the craftsmen and of the hands of the goldsmith. Their clothing is violet and purple. They are the work of skilled men. But Yahweh is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath, the earth quakes and the nations cannot endure his indignation. We see that Yahweh is holy other that he is the one true and living God, completely separate from the so-called gods and idols of these pagan nations. In chapter 11, verses 10 and 11, we read this, They have turned back to the iniquities of their forefathers, who refused to hear my words. They have gone after other gods to serve them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken my covenant that I made with their fathers. Therefore, thus says Yahweh, behold, I am bringing disaster upon them that they cannot escape. Though they cry to me, I will not listen to them. Again, we see that sin requires judgment. And not only that, but we see that the judgment that is foretold is directly tied to God's covenant with his people. It's not simply a prediction of the future in an arbitrary sense. Rather, it is a future that is certain because of their disobedience to the terms of God's covenant. And in chapter 12, we see Jeremiah offer a complaint to Yahweh because of the prosperity of the wicked. He questions why evil men thrive and how long the righteous will have to endure their treachery. But Yahweh reminds Jeremiah that he will not allow sin to go on unpunished. That though it seems as though the wicked continue to prosper, they are actually storing up wrath for themselves, which is soon to be poured out. Then towards the end of chapter 12, we see the promise of salvation for God's people. Uh, we read, Behold, I will pluck them up from their land, and I will pluck up the house of Judah from among them. And after I have plucked them up, I will again have compassion on them. And I will bring them again, each to his heritage and each to his land. We see that God must deal with sin, that he will deal with sin. And that despite their multitude of sins, God promises to save his people and to pour out his blessings upon them. Now, while there is an immediate fulfillment of this promise and of this prophecy to Israel and Judah, we see its ultimate fulfillment 
most clearly in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Because it was on the cross of Calvary that the Father poured out His wrath upon the Son so that we could receive the blessings of salvation in Christ Jesus.